You're listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hola. Shalom. Hello. Namaste. Michal. Vivet. Hello. Salut. Yasas. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk, where today we're going to be covering the history of crypto fundraising and the first ICOs all the way up to today's hacks and scams in a light overview. Many people are asking us exactly how did ICOs get started and what's the state of some of these ICOs and why has it become the fact that not all ICOs are completely legitimate? Well, there's a good reason for this, because regulations around the world vary, and even though they are tightening up in most places, we still have a long way to go before we reach perfection. In other words, where there is a worldwide consensus on how ICOs need to go forward in order for investors and people who want to participate in ICOs and in general holding of tokens and coins will be protected. So let's first go over ICOs and their history. Because for the last several years, as you may or may not be aware, ICOs have been the mechanism of fundraising by companies who are selling their cryptocurrencies as a way to invest in their projects. Cryptocurrencies that are created by companies for raising funds, whether an idea or a developed product, usually come with a promise of a good return on the initial investment and could even include bonuses such as the ability to purchase or participate in the company's products or services with little or no fees as a reward for being a participant in their ICO. With the crypto markets consistently doubling in value every six months until 2018, it made a lot of sense to invest in cryptocurrencies, and in many cases it still does. Many people have gained from these market conditions, quickly doubling their money, and in some cases, seeing their investment grow by over a thousand or more percent, only to then turn around and reinvest it in other projects of interest to them. Now, although many people have made gains in the cryptosphere, many have not, or even worse, been scammed out of their original investment. Rookie investors have been sorely taken advantage of, with over 90% of the ICOs in 2017 having never delivered on their product. That's 90% of the ICOs in 2017. And they were pegged as outright scams from the start. The projects that did deliver, however, were so profitable for ICO purchasers to buy into, the other losses didn't even matter. It was a roll of the dice. In 2018, the exact opposite has rang true so far. The market has not doubled so far this year, returning to mid-2017 levels or an 80% or more collapse, which has happened before. And for hardcore crypto investors, this is really no big deal. Several top 100 coins are down over 90% or more from their end of ICO price, and investors who expected to continue quickly selling off for high profits are now left in a hodl or hold on for dear life position, waiting for their coins to make gains in the marketplace. Despite an incredibly bleak present situation, long-term outlooks are higher than ever. 
more and more companies are entering the crypto space, tokenizing their projects and seeking funding from the community. Regulations have passed in most countries to give more legitimacy and protection to people. Fewer projects are built by just a couple of friends in a chat room, and more projects are established organizations with full-time employees, marketing teams, advisors, and working capital. If we learn from the mistakes and carelessness of the past and take note of the best ICO projects and their blueprints, then 2019 does look promising. Let's take a deeper look into how we got to this point in time. The first ever ICO was MasterCoin in 2013 by Jarrah Willett, who allowed users to create their own custom currencies by using a protocol built on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. He wrote a white paper and managed to raise 500,000 US dollars, making this the first ICO ever. After that, it was a eureka moment and others began writing white papers with coins and tokens attached to their development. Of course, MasterCoin still exists today and has been renamed Omni. The exact timeline of ICOs after that was not tracked for a while, but the biggest splashes in 2014 were MadeSafe, which hauled in 7 million US dollars, and Ethereum, which made 18 million US dollars, and it all escalated from there. In 2017, ICOs like Tezos, Bancor, and Status were pulling in over 100 million US dollars each. The start of 2018 saw even further astronomical gains. Telegram raked in over 1.7 billion US dollars. The Petro, which is Venezuela's new national currency, took in over 700 million dollars. But the reigning and defending ICO champion is EOS, closing their year-long ICO with over 4 billion US dollars. Major crypto projects are now attracting real investors with massive wealth who are gobbling up massive amounts of crypto tokens, making decentralization in some cases little more than a marketing gimmick. Decentralization isn't always important, contrary to what many crypto purists believe. If it is important to you that the community controls the project, you will need to research your prospective ICO to see if there was a private pre-sale and what amount of cryptocurrency was allotted to early investors. If only 1% of the coins were sold in a pre-sale, then that's a very acceptable amount of centralized wealth. If a majority of coins are sold to VCs and angel investors, then that project may not be what you are looking for if a community-led project is important to you. But if not, then dive in. While at the beginning of the ICO era, just having an idea for a project was good enough to run an ICO, now companies are expected to have an MVP or minimum viable product and at the very least, a scaled-down version of their big idea before launching an ICO. This proves that they are serious about the project and not trying to pull an exit scam. A working prototype is a normal standard before asking investors to invest in any company, regardless if it's in the crypto world or not, and more and more ICOs are working in this direction in order to complete a successful ICO. 
even though in 2018 we did see some astronomical gains in terms of ICOs, in many ways it's been a brutal disappointment. As already pointed out, despite a market downturn of over 60% through quarter two of 2018, ICOs have not slowed down and money is still being invested. But not everything is a winner. So let's look at some of the worst losses through the first half of 2018. There are many winners as well, but in this podcast, we're going to look at the top hacks and scams of 2018. Proteum is the smallest scam of 2018, allegedly only hauling in 11 US dollars. Not 11 million, just 11 US dollars. Their white paper detailed plans to change how the prices of fruits and vegetables are looked up in grocery stores. After only being live for a couple of days, their website disappeared, leaving a blank white page with the word Nice. BitConnect, by contrast, is one of the most widely known projects that duped many people. At one point, this Ponzi scheme had a market cap of over $2.6 billion, putting it in the top 20 coins at the peak of the market at the end of 2017. In January of 2018, it suddenly shut down amid growing legal pressure and government investigation. The coin value plummeted from over $400 down to $30 in one day. The website remained open for withdrawals, though most of the balances were now next to worthless. Still, some deny the fact that this project was a clear Ponzi scheme and continue to trade these coins in case of a later resurgence. CoinCheck is a Japanese exchange that was hacked for 500 million NEM tokens, which at the time was worth 530 million US dollars. They have been investigated by the government to determine how this happened and how to pass new regulations to prevent it from happening with other exchanges. Across the world in the Ukraine, in a different example called spoofing, a Ukrainian hacking team used Google ads to attract users to fake sites that mirrored blockchain.info using malicious software and deception to trick users into giving up their wallet addresses and private keys. They have stolen over $50 million in Bitcoin from people who were unsuspecting and genuinely looking for good projects to invest in. In an example of mismanagement, MiningMax was an Ethereum mining project that raised a whopping 250 million US dollars from investors. The project seemed legitimate for a couple of months and even provided users with decent returns initially. After a couple of months, it was clear to everyone that MiningMax's business model was completely unsustainable and the company was not designed to last long in the first place. A lot of things are still unknown about what went wrong, but it appears that out of the 250 million ICO fund, only 70 million was actually spent on the operation. And what has happened to the balance, nobody knows. CoinRail, on the other hand, an exchange that's based in South Korea, was hacked for over $40 million worth of various cryptocurrencies. In a blog post that was found, it was suggested that the hacker may have stolen up to 1,927 Ethereum, 2.6 billion NPXS, 
93 million ATX and 831 million DENT coins, as well as a significant amount of six other coins. Lastly, as an example of a possible scam and victim of hacking is Verge. Now, Verge is a unique case because they have been labeled a scam, depending on who you ask, and also the victim of a hack. Now, proof of a possible scam has been documented in many articles, which you can find easily by just Googling Verge. Now, since many people have very little idea in terms of Verge's hacking problem, hackers decided to target their blockchain looking for holes to exploit, and they did. And for three hours, they mined every single block on their blockchain, stealing over three million US dollars worth of coins. The developers struggled to come up with a fix and accidentally hard forked the whole chain. And what's worse, the fix they came up with also didn't work. The hackers continued to be able to mine all the coins, and this is not an isolated case of Verge getting hacked. The diehard Verge community continues to believe that this project will eventually deliver on its promises, and that remains to be seen. Another exchange that was hacked was BitThumb, who was hacked for $30 million worth of various coins. Shortly after the attack, BitThumb announced it would refund users who were affected by the hack. One of the biggest scams of 2018, of course, was PinCoin, where Vietnamese investors put a whopping 660 million US dollars into PinCoin, only to have the seven members of the company pull an exit scam right after the ICO, never intending to work on the project. They left the country with nearly $100 million apiece. There have been many more hacks and scams which have happened this year, and no doubt we haven't seen the end of it all. But it is important to realize that when a coin is stolen from an exchange, it is often dumped right onto the market, flooding the supply and causing the price to drop considerably. Usually the price will recover, though the time it takes depends on the size of the hack. However, when a coin is revealed to be a scam, it loses all of its value, as the platforms and partnerships will never be made. Some of the larger scams in history, like BitConnect and Verge, continue to be listed on exchanges, and their communities push volume around to keep the hope alive of recouping something for their investment, which of course means that they may be helping in the duping of new investors into taking on the rest of the loss. It is important to remember, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. In closing, I would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. We have a full library of episodes, if you haven't listened to them all yet, which are available on www.cryptoandblockchaintalk.com. And you can also join our Twitter and Facebook channels. And we certainly won't stop you from joining our Facebook and Twitter channels and even leaving some favorable posts. If you have any further recommendations or ideas of what you would like to hear on Crypto and Blockchain Talk, please write us at education at SavvyDigital, that is S-A-V-I-I digital.com. We would love to hear your suggestions and we thank you all for listening. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Stay tuned in for more episodes.